Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On this episode of History Worth Saving, we're talking to a man who knows his apples. Lots and lots of apples. In fact, apples that have been lost for years in this country. See, food has become something else. It's no longer just food. Today, food has become a big business. And in business, you're always looking for ways to, well, save money, make it more profitable. And sometimes when you're talking about food, varieties that are not as profitable, perhaps not as successful, they go by the wayside. These lost apples of America have become somewhat of an obsession for a man by the name of Tom Brown. And he joins us now. Mr. Brown, thanks for being here to tell us about apples. I think it's great. It, it's history worth Thank saving. You're welcome, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I find it fascinating that you have devoted such a large part of your life to rediscovering these lost American apples. I say they're lost. They're not really lost. They've been cared for. Uh, some of them grow wild. But how do you go about collecting these apples? Because it has become a passion of yours, and I don't know anyone that is more versed in this than you. Well, you, you mentioned lost. Uh, what I mean by that is there are apple varieties that were known to people years ago, but people in the old apple trade now do not know a location of existing tree to, I see. to you know, to my knowledge and, and then trying to find these and then get them back in circulation so they won't become extinct. Cause frequently I would maybe only find one tree of these. So how did this get started? You're sitting there with your wife at some point and you said, you know what? I'd really like to have a blank apple. I'm going to go find this apple. How, how to <laughs> walk me through this? Because I I, I don't imagine this this uh, it just started overnight. It's probably something that's been uh, nagging at you for some time. How how did you get started in this? Well, what what happened was my wife and I love farmers markets. Uh, <clears throat> for instance, when we visited Alaska, we made sure we were in Fairbanks, Alaska on the right day when they had the farmer's market and the same with being in New Mexico and Las Cruces on the day that they had the farmer's market. And so we would frequently go to the uh, farmer's market, which is on Saturday, was on Saturday in our uh, hometown of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And at that time, years ago, there was a gentleman uh, there that sold uh, apples, heritage apples, and, and he actually, well, he sold trees in the fall, but in the late summer and the early early fall, he would be there selling his apples. And I was just 
fascinated by all the names and tastes and textures that were so different from the grocery store apples. And I eventually found out that he had discovered a few of these varieties himself. And I asked if there were any lost varieties in my community of Clemens, North Carolina. And he mentioned one called a Harper seedling. And so I started informally looking for it and was having no success. And I approached a local newspaper and asked if they would do an article about my looking for that apple. And they did. And I received maybe uh, 14 responses. Back then, there wasn't uh, all the social media and cable TV, and so people were better at responding to newspaper things then. And, and I eventually found six locations where Harper seedling trees in, in my area had been, but I, I didn't find it. And <clears throat> so I tried, it was also sold by a nursery in a, an adjoining county to the west, Yadkin County, and I I approached the Yadkin Ripple newspaper, and they ran an article, and I think I only received two responses, and I still didn't find it. And by then, I had, you know, sort of gotten down the technique of how to approach newspapers. And uh, I, my original hometown was uh, Statesville, North Carolina. And so I approached the local newspaper there to see if they would do an article about my looking for old apple varieties, although that, that particular Harper seedling wasn't mentioned there. And I got quite a few responses, and I did find at least four rare apples, a, a yellow pots apple and a red pots apple and a mosey apple and a Watts limber twig. And... <laughs> And and how do you know and, it's how do you know it's that uh, that variety of apple? Are there? I'm I'm guessing there are books on this that have scientific drawings of these old heritage apples that you can cross reference, or, or how do you go about that part of it? Uh, well, I have about a three foot uh, high stack of reference texts, but. Uh, <laughs> For the for those right there, it was just community knowledge. They, they weren't, uh, you, you know, multiple people knew about them and identified them if you could get in the very right co community. Although, like the yellow pots and red pots, I think I only found two trees of each and one tree of the mosey and one tree of the Watts limber twig. But uh, I, I later found... Uh, and a very old nursery reference that mentioned the Watts limber twig. But yet the and, Harper uh, seedling continued to evade you at this point. I mean, this thing's really <laughs> starting to become more difficult than what you'd, I'm guessing what you probably thought when you first set out on this. Well, okay, let, let, let's move on and then I'll answer that. <laughs> uh, okay. After, after, uh, Statesville is in Iredell County, North Carolina, and west of that is uh, Alexander County. And so I found quite a few old varieties in there. And a lot of people connected with them that said, well, you ought to go to Wilkes County. It's a good-sized county that's uh, north of those two. And, and 
just two counties over from me uh, going to the northwest from my count, Forsyth County. And they said there's a whole lot of apples there, but they were really talking about something different because they, they grew apples there commercially in, in the, the area called the Brushy Mountains. But what they didn't realize was uh, that it, Wilkes County was the mother load of old apples if you got a little away from where they grew them commercially. And so I eventually found like 300 varieties that associated with that one county. I mean, wow. it, was, it was totally incredible. And for and, just uh, starting out in this, I, I'm go, guessing. Go ahead. I'm guessing when you just start out in this and you discover, literally, as you said it, the mother load 300 varieties of apple in one county. Is there is there a moment where you start to think maybe I've bitten off more than I can chew, so to speak? Oh no, no, it was it was incredibly fun to do that. I mean, <laughs> and 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 one thing that really aided me was. Back then, I, I didn't have, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't involved in animal rescue, so we didn't have any pets, and uh, I, I didn't really have a, much of an orchard or nursery, and, and so I could go to, well, most of Wilkes County was only an hour away from, let's say half of Wilkes County was just an hour away from my home, so. I, I was retired and I was free to go up there three times a week to look for old apples. And, and I, I approached the local newspaper up there and they did several articles that were help, helpful to us get me uh, in touch with people up there. One, one of the apples that I found re- real early on up there was called a striped June apple, or that's what the owner called it. And, but I always slightly wonder, well, usually here, most of the app, the word June apple means it's an early apple. And so up there, uh, it, but it was a little bit strange that the, this particular June apple got uh, ripe in August. And then years later, it dawned on me that, you know, this fits the description of the Harper seedling. And I took it to <laughs> one of the local people here that knew about the Harper seedling. They said, yes, that's it. And but, it had been in I your mean, care it, for some time at that point, and you didn't even realize that you'd found it. That, yeah, what a yeah, great that's story. Right. And, yeah. and, and it's, I love to do the detective work. In other words, I'm, well, I'm 79 now and, uh, but it's just, it, it's, you know, incredible fun. You know, where it's like if I'm going to West Virginia or something like that, I'll get up at like 2 a.m. and get on the road at about 3.30. And, you know, <laughs> it's what I call a three-no-dose peel day. And, but I'm just happy <laughs> as a lark getting to go up there and look for, get look to look for, for apples. apples. Well, I got to ask you what what did you do before you you got into this? I mean, professionally, well, were you were you involved in agriculture or were you connected to it no, somehow? Well, I grew up on a you know, a small in a rural area where we had about 5 acres and we had apple trees and 
a big garden, but it wasn't a, a real farm. But but it was, you know, I always loved apples. And then and but professionally, you weren't involved in this. You were doing something else, uh, I no, guess, before. No, yes, I was an engineer. I see. But that engineering mindset, I guess, comes in handy because it's analytical. It it's, uh, you know, the sort of proven in science uh, with engineering and and with apples. You're always looking uh, for that slight difference. Do you like apples? Is that something that you 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 enjoy eating, or is this just a fascination with something that you've discovered uh, that maybe has led oh, to yeah, an appreciation yeah. of? But 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 they, years ago they had used apples for so many other things than fresh fresh eating. They would, you know, they would dry them or make vinegar out of them. Or one big use in real early America was to make hard cider out right. of them. <laughs> moonshine for animal feed and, <laughs> right. and you know they, there's a, a whole big variety of uses other than just eat fresh apples yeah great to eat and drink and, so to speak so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but but it's it you know it's it's sort of like uh if i'm not finding an apple it's sort of like i telling myself, well, you're not hunting hard enough. <laughs> and, and so, uh, what, one thing that helps me find these is I go to about, uh, 14 festivals a year where I have an old apple display and, uh, people will come by and talk to me about apples and, uh, tell me people I ought to go see. And, you know, like cousin Joe has a lot of apple trees. You might want to talk to him, but, but then you've got to do the following. Sure, and, you got to um, keep you got to keep tracking those uh, those leads down and uh, find out where they go. Do you have a favorite yeah. right now? Is is there one that you uh, you really enjoy eating or that you really enjoy drinking? I guess would be another way to ask it. One that my wife and I like is is called a pumpkin sweet. There's more than one apple by that name, but the one that that we're talking about was in two two counties near me and. Uh, it's a medium to large apple and totally covered with a russet, like rust. <laughs> and it's uh, sweet and ripe in August, and it's a little bit elongated and pointed, but it's really delicious when it's ripe. And, and you, you, uh, you now have, I'm guessing, a way to preserve these seedling trees and everything else that uh, that you discover. Uh, because you do offer a few of these varieties uh, on your website there for sale, where people can pick up a seedling and uh, and take it home and try their own luck uh, with it. Yes, and uh, I have shared these with other people that sell trees. You know, with at least four or five different people that sell trees, and you know, giving them cuttings for free, and also and uh, donated uh, preservation orchards, and, and then I sell trees. I would eventually like to get, you know, five trees of each type out there in some known location. Well, sure, just to keep them around. And I, I, I think it yeah. begs, it you know, it begs the question, how close are we to losing a lot of these known varieties of of heritage apples here in the U.S. Oh, 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 oh very, very, very close. Because 
for instance, I couldn't start today and do what I did because there's there's so many trees been cut down and uh, and uh, so many elderly people that passed away that knew the names that could help identify them. Uh, and, and actually, actually, when I started and was visiting all these elderly people in Wilkes County, I was sort of like at the tail end of this knowledge. And uh, uh, one reason there was so many uh, old varieties up there in Wilkes County, I've heard numerous elderly people say that their dad or grandfather took pride in having apples different from their neighbors. So you would go to one house up there and they'd have three apple trees that all be different and all rare. And then maybe six houses down the road, that person would have four apple trees and they'd all be rare, all different, but different from that other house with the three trees. So uh, I was like, I was so fortunate in finding trees up there that um, I was disappointed if I didn't find something every time. But Well, and that they knew about it. They knew what it was, which I think is, is so incredible. Where is the hot spot for apples in the U.S.? Uh, is, is there a place that just sticks out above all others? Well, I don't have the exact uh, data on it, but it sounds like it's Washington State. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's what I would think. Modern yeah. Yeah, cultivation, but it's it, that's modern cultivation. Now, when you're talking about old heritage apples, I mean the South obviously uh, was entrenched in agriculture early on, uh, and I would think that Wilkes County and a few of these spots that you found, you mentioned West Virginia, even I don't think apples when I think of West Virginia, but I do think of well, moonshine. That, 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 they were all <laughs> so, they were all around, but uh, right. The, the the ones I've mainly looked for up in West Virginia, it's almost like searching for ghosts. Like right, the the upside down apples one I've looked for five locations, and the trees are always gone. And and uh, I've I spent a, a whole lot of trips up there and come back empty, but I haven't given up. The upside down apple. All right, yeah, I got to hear about this one. Is it grow upside down, or why do they why do they call it that? I, I am not positive. I've never heard. I've never heard the proper uh, enough description to to fully explain it to me. But it's up there. I, I, I <laughs> wish I could. <laughs> Somewhere. I wish I could tell you, tell you that. All right. So if you have an apple that that is odd and growing upside down, and you're listening to this in West Virginia. Uh, give Mr. Brown a ring because uh, he wants he he wants to come see this. How many apples are you caring for right now? I guess I I just envision a greenhouse or something like that there on your property. But uh, how many varieties are I, you caring? I for? maybe have eight hundred on the property. Wow, some of them are still in containers, but uh, I'm doing my best to keep them alive. And how many but have you discovered now at this point? Well, a little over a thousand. No kidding. But they're they're not all uh, rare lost varieties. I mean, that's like total varieties. When I say rare or lost, I'm I'm using that terminology because, uh, you know, from what I know and and the general available literature, they're lost. But that's not saying that, you know, 
some little community somewhere else, you know, it's 10 people knows about the particular apple, you know. And these are not commercially grown apples. They're not apples that were marketed, uh, that were successful. Are they are they susceptible to other uh, predators or, or ailments that I guess a commercial apple is not necessarily no, susceptible no, to? No, no. I mean, they maybe don't look quite so good out on the the old trees, but if they were you know, on young, vigorous trees and given uh, modern nursery attention, they, they uh, orchard attention, commercial orchard attention, they would look great. Hmm. So it's, it's just, you know, they're out there and, but there's so, so many of them getting gone because I, one day I, I was up there near Wilkes County and I thought, well, you know, for old time's sake, I, I would, ride around and look at some of the trees that I'd enjoyed looking at, you know, 12 years earlier. And I visited the sites of five trees and four of them were gone. And well, when they're around the house, it doesn't take much for somebody wanting to cut them down. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, you understand that. And what what is the lifespan of an apple tree these days? Uh, there's a few I've read about that would live over a hundred years, but uh, most of them don't. They they get hollow on the inside and blow all over, and you know if they're in a home setting, if a tree gets a little bit decrepit or the, it change ownership, that people frequently cut them down. Well, they don't know what they have either. I mean, that's the. The sad yeah. part of well, all yeah, yeah, yes, there was one place up there in Wilkes County, and there was this old house, and somebody bought the property and tore the old house down and built a nice, you know, pretty new rancher house, and and out to the side, you know, not in the way or anything, was this nice apple tree that had yellow queen apples on it. And and they cut it down. It was absolutely not in the way, and you know. But it was, oh goodness. Yeah, and, and of course and you pull I, up and have to tell them, look, this is a, <laughs> that, don't go cutting that stuff down. <laughs> it's one of the I last of around. And, and there was one up in the edge of Virginia, at this old, old, uh, well, I. I old orchard. I, maybe there'd been a home there at some time, but I never saw evidence of it. And there was this one tree that had uh, uh, a rusty coat and a summer Rambo grafted. I guess the rusty coat was the rootstock and the uh, summer Rambo was way in the top. And then it, it had the other apple was the vanilla Pippin, but the tree was healthy. And then I go back up there another year and, and somebody has bought the place and re- put in new fencing and super cleaned it up and the old tree had to go. I guess it was gone, <laughs> you know? Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, hate to think about yeah. that. And they don't even know what they have. That's the sad part. And, and there was another case where there was this elderly lady and, and she had a tree called a night dropper. I finally identified it. And she passed away, and the tree wasn't that big a tree, and it had, you know, 
delicious apples on it and, uh, and you know like three years later the person that you know moved into the house cut the tree down because a few of the apples rode, rolled down the hill into the driveway <laughs> oh my goodness and is this something that the that people can take part in i mean i'm guessing that these apples grow better in certain areas and they do uh, but but the varieties that you have, if someone uh, wanted to get one and plant it at their house, I mean, this is something that you'd encourage at this point. Yes, they, they maybe need to check with their local agricultural extension agent. They, some people uh, contact me from all over, but there's some areas that is, you, you know, it's not ideal for growing apples. It's too hot and too humid and uh you know, you can get apples, but they require a lot extra care and more. There's more disease problems, and you know they ought to be. They ought to think about that. You know, if if the areas, well, like uh, uh, in the North Carolina mountains, I know some trees up on top of a, a five thousand foot mountain, and I guess there's like twelve trees up there and. Most of them are all different. Each of the trees are a different variety. And, you know, it's a lot cooler there, and they get, you know, wind that dries the wet morning leaves off. And there's there's two of the trees that have a slight scab problem that could benefit from spraying, but all the other trees have, like, perfect looking apples on them with no spraying it's just they're in a uh you know soil in a mountain location that's real favorable for growing apples and in a way they grow <laughs> so yeah, yeah, with yeah, without help yeah. i mean i think that's great what what kind of apple grows i'm i'm in georgia what kind of apple grows well uh in the mid mid areas of georgia there around uh Around Atlanta and that part, or I, I guess Northwest Georgia. Uh, what what kind of uh, apple would be suited out there on our place? Well, probably a probably a, a fairly good range if you were not much farther south than Atlanta. But I mean, if you get closer to the coast, uh, it probably would be a little more challenging. But well, I'll have to call you up and we'll uh, we'll find a rare apple to plant out there at our farm and. Uh, See if we well, have any luck. <laughs> I, I haven't looked that much in Georgia. I spent a bunch of time in Rabin County. That's the main county sure. that I've searched in Georgia. I was looking for an apple called a Forts Prize, like F-O-R-T, pasta P-S, Prize. And it, it was in that county. Well, we want to find the upside-down apple. I mean, I, that that that's intriguing now. I mean, you've... Oh, well, I, yeah, I have a tree here. Oh, oh no, 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 Yeah, no, the upside-down no. apple. Yeah, you got to go oh, find oh, okay. it. okay. we got to help you find well, that one. I also called it the upsy-down apple. But, the upsy-down apple. it was apple. actually over a pretty good area up there because they mentioned it. Wow. Well, I just think it's exciting. I think it's a great story, and I, and I wish you the best of luck. When you're finished, what do you want folks to remember about Tom Brown, the, the great apple hunter. I, and I'm guessing that you're probably the guy who's doing this the most in the U.S. I, I've never heard of anyone out searching for more well, apples there, than you there, are. There are, probably, there are probably other people. I mean, well, I know there are other people, but I don't know that they 
devoted so many hours because it, it's it's not like a a real money making thing where <laughs> if you spend right. well, well like I have two, two Subarus and one of, they both have almost four hundred thousand miles on them and uh, uh, one of them's the, is the doggy wagon now but. Uh, the other's the apple but cart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you need like a tremendous amount of time and uh, sure, and and you know not worrying about the expense. You know, it's just that it's important to find these old varieties. Well, thank you for what you're doing. I think it's just miraculous work that you've been able to save and categorize uh, over a thousand varieties of rare and in some cases lost apples here in the United States. I just think it's I think it's a wonderful, wonderful gift that you've given to this nation. And uh, Mr. Brown, it's truly history worth saving. I appreciate you coming on and, uh, and sharing with me. Tell everybody your website so they can go find you and uh, find your apples there. It's applesearch.org, A-P-P-L-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot O-R-G. And be patient. If you email him, it's a one-man operation, and there are dogs that need his attention. There's a wife that needs his attention, and all of these apples. So email him and be patient if you want to learn more about Mr. Brown's apples. Thanks for coming on the show. I I really, really appreciate it. Time's flown by. Well, Well, thank you so much for having me and talking to me. I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. We'll quick link that website into the show story and everyone can see it listen if you want to find out more about history worth saving just visit our website at historyworthsaving.com you could subscribe to this podcast of course anywhere your podcasts can be subscribed to or you can just do it on our website that makes it really easy we're also on apple itunes and all of that other fun stuff iHeartRadio, just about everywhere podcasts are served we're there i do appreciate you uh coming on here today with us and uh, taking a listen all new year all new season starting more great shows at historyworthsaving.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter and uh, get it delivered to your inbox each and every month listen i so appreciate you participating in this show if you want to do us a favor simply share this episode with someone you think might enjoy it that helps us more than anything you could possibly do as always Get out there and enjoy this great country of ours. There's a lot of great stories. If you see one that you think is worthy of history worth saving, please send it to me. Just about anything is worth history worth saving. <laughs> Not too picky. Love all of the stories. In fact, like like Mr. Brown, I want to collect them all. I want to put them all out there. So, so just send whatever you have. Love to talk to you and love to tell those stories. Until next time, I am Matt Jolly. This is History Worth Saving. I so appreciate you listening. Get out there and know your neighbors. So long for now. Is your wallet a little lighter than usual after the holiday season? Consider it money well spent because you deserve to live your best life, and the Chime Checking Account wants to help you live yours to the fullest. A little extra money goes a long way, which is why the Chime Checking Account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and access to over 60,000 easy-to-find and fee-free ATMs. 
You even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go, including sending and receiving money fee-free with friends that aren't even on Chime. Sign up for Chime today for you and your wallet. Get started at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.